You know what really makes us mad is wasting money on CDs with only one or two good songs. Yeah. Tell them about punk. Hello everyone, and welcome to Punk Water Pod, Low T Edition, uh, the game where no one wins. I'm your co-host, Justin Hensley. I'm your other co-host, Dylan Hensley. And this is the show where, using a number generator and the Rate Your Music punk charts, we pick one year, one album, and one EP to discuss. You're supposed to listen to the things they're not saying. (laughs) Like the reviews that we get. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, please continue to rate and review us on iTunes because the wrong people keep doing it. Just like <laughs> people that don't seem to understand the point of the show. We've had three different reviews that, well, three reviews criticize us on not knowing enough. And, uh, and be, like, re- one was like, you just read from the Wikipedia. It's like, mm-hmm. no, well, if you would I state mean, the, the episode, that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But this also isn't an encyclopedic knowledge based show of you know <laughs> Yeah. But we did get some other feedback. Oh, there's one that we got today that was uh called as pretentious assholes who probably didn't actually have a record collection. Oh tell me that in July when I was carting five hundred LPs <laughs> back and forth in hundred and ten degree weather. It was weird because they ca- they called us pretentious vinyl collectors. I didn't. Okay, so the structure <laughs> of that sentence was weird, and it made it sound like they were responding to something that we said, <laughs> like we were calling record collectors pretentious, which I don't feel like we said anything like that because we collect records. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what we said. The sentence was weird. He had to do like the at sign and two ampersands to call us assholes because I'm assuming (laughs) that iTunes doesn't let you put cuss words in reviews reviews but uh no we got some other other I meant the good feedback oh (laughs) or yeah a response (laughs) yeah I mean so (laughs) I got a message from a friend that said uh he was just starting listening to the one bad pig episode and uh he said, how the hell is Dylan somewhat making a case for this band? At least there are some good guitar solos. What the fuck, Dylan? <laughs> and then he says, I hate this episode. I hate One Bad Pig. I hate that I now know there was an anti-crankin'-it band called Lust Control. <laughs> and then I said, they had a song called Feminazi, too. <laughs> There's some decent guitar solos. And the drumming is solid. <laughs> I'm just going to double down on that. 
he listened to the Johnny Cash song and he said, how'd they clear this sample? <laughs> and then I immediately sent him a picture of Johnny Cash with one bad pig. Oh, uh, on the other side, um, I found a t-shirt that has the uh, the logo of the radio station that one bad pig got their name from and I'm seriously considering buying it. <laughs> it's such a good shirt. <laughs> it's for like a radio station in St. Louis or something like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, okay. Um, Moving on. Is there anything to talk about? You know, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, general life updates. Plugging along with uh with my drummer, trying to find us a bass mm. player and. Um, things are going pretty well there, so that's that's good. I think we'll I think we'll find somebody soon to, f- to yeah finish up the rhythm section, and then we'll just kind of like just kind of move forward from there. I'm not I'm not looking for another guitar player because it's just I'm ready to to bear down and really get these songs in order. So, well, the little bit you sent me of your little practice demo sounds great, and I think it will help lure some bass players in. I mean, because you have so much like that's a complete song. So you you can tell what a bass is supposed to be doing in that song. So I'm hoping that uh, that'll get you some nibbles, I guess, some bites. I've been watching River Monsters, so that's why I'm using so many fishing metaphors. <laughs> we got a little nibble. <laughs> nibble, lure, and bite. You just used all of those. I did, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> you got to hook them. Uh. <laughs> Um, I did some... I like river monsters. <laughs> I did some record shopping. Yeah. Um, picked up some pretty good records. I picked up uh, that first Ghost Limb record. Oh, and, nice. The um, very first one. And the Gray Skull uh, Graf Orlock record. Split. Yeah. Split. It is a split, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a split LP, yeah. right? Though the Gray Skull side just sounds like gra- <laughs> Graf, just without yeah. the samples. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin was in that band, too. Um, what else did I pick up? I got uh, some dad rock. I got the band by the band. I got uh, <laughs> go look. You got the time. I got the James Gang first album. Some James, some pre Eagles Joe Walsh. What's the big James Gang song? Oh, uh, walking away or whatever it's called. It's like the first song on that album. I don't know what that is. Sing it for me. <laughs> I got a uh, yeah. Let's walk away. I don't know if they have any other big songs. That song fucking rules, though. Um, These are mostly Grand Funk Railroad songs. <laughs> I got uh, like a um, like a like a 1981 Emmylou Harris record. It's got like some kind of studio outtakes on it. I haven't listened to it yet, but she uh, I picked it up because on the B side I was like, "Born to Run," what? <laughs> so I looked it up. She's covered Bruce a couple times. I looked it up. It's not a Bruce cover. But the very next song is a Bruce cover. That's uh, hmm. The Price You Pay, which is a really underrated Bruce song from The River. So I'm sure that's good. I love Amy Lou Harris. So her yeah. voice is angelic. What else did I get? Oh, I picked up a B-52's record for our brother. It's as big as a whale. It's not that one. Oh. <laughs> Some seven uh, inches. Was it Wild Planet? Wild Planet? Yeah. yeah. That one's got... um. Is that Mark Lobster on there? No. That's on the first album. There's a big song on Wild Planet, but I can't think of what it is now. Party Out of Bounds. Hmm. Give Me Back My Man. 
that's got a solo Cindy Wilson song. That's uh, just her doing the vocals. I know that one's a really good one. Yeah, that record rules. I don't know. It's probably Give Me Back My Man. That's the... Oh, I think it's Private Idaho. That's stuff. like the big song. Oh. That's like a big staple of their... I don't know that one by name. Discography. I'd probably know it if I heard it. Yeah. What else did I pick up? I picked up a couple seven inches. Seven inches? I... That's the worst way to listen to music. I know. I picked up uh, the O Pioneers cover split with New Bruises, where O Pioneers covers oh. um, Piebald and New Bruises covers New Bruises by Super Chunk. Yeah. Uh, what else did I get? I loved that series. Yeah, those were so cool. And they had the Mitch Clem like, covers and, yeah. and the Na- the Nation of Manda wa- watercolors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what happened to Mitch Clem? He had a kid. I don't know. Uh, sold out. Not a punk. I don't know. He probably still does posters from time to time. I don't know. Yeah, he just stopped doing cartoons. I mean, they did put out the uh, the, the Nothing Nice to Say complete discography book. <laughs> I keep seeing it at uh, at my comic book store. I, I'm tempted yeah. to pick it up, but I don't know if I want to drop the money on it yet. I mean, you've probably read them I, all anyway. I have read every <laughs> single Nothing Nice to Say. <laughs> well, we have bantered. You want to move on? Mm, you, could, you didn't let me tell me what you got your. Bought. <laughs> I really uh, the only thing I bought in the last two weeks was uh, the new West Coast album. It's so which good. Is it's really good. Shoegaze was on Run for Cover Records, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing, Are, I went record shopping twice in the last week and didn't really buy much for myself. Yeah, and then you know uh, the one record store was playing some weird, annoying indie rock music, and I thought to myself. I bet this is what guided by voices sound like, and I was right. <laughs> yeah, not a not a big GBV fan. No, <laughs> I don't know. That was one of those trips where I like had stuff in my hand the entire time, and I was like, "Am I really about to buy an ELO record?" Which just because I don't want to buy anything else. <laughs> which ELO record? They had all of them. I think. Which one were you going to buy? The double? Is it a double LP? The one with the spaceship uh, yeah, on it. Yeah. That kind of looks like the Boston the big spaceship. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already have new. Uh, what's the one with News of the World on it? Or new, uh, is that what that's called? Here's the Here's news. The news, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's the one you have to buy. I have that one. Yeah, but it's like somebody had sold all their Elder all their uh, Eldorado. That's the name of one of their albums. All their <laughs> ELO albums. <laughs> I don't like ELO anymore. I also saw two copies of Thriller. So, mm, Everyone just uh, <laughs> just now realized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've known that forever. Stop pretending. Right. Yeah. Anyway, if you can't tell, we we don't want to talk about <laughs> these records today <laughs> for a couple reasons. So let's just dive into the charts because God, we talked for a long time about nothing. We got the year 2017, and our malaise comes. from from this year too it i guess uh, are we using that word correctly uh, general discomfort uh, yeah i failed college so <laughs> you saved yourself a lot of money no i didn't i still have to pay it back you could have had to pay four times as much back though like i do <laughs> and malaise is a general feeling of discomfort <laughs> i just know jimmy carter what? <laughs> Didn't he say malaise all the time? Did he? Yeah. It's the malaise yeah. speech. It's like famous. <laughs> Man. Malaise. And you were a history major. 
Hey, man, I told you, I failed. There's an NPR piece on the Malays speech 30 years later. Well, we didn't cover that recent of history. Anyway. <laughs> it was a Bible college. Yeah, they weren't talking about Jimmy Carter. No, except for how bad a president he was. Bible college. <laughs> Small liberal arts Christian college. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. It's not a good year. No, no. 2017 was it a bad year for music. Bland. It is. Even all the album covers are the same color. Gray. Look at the first five albums. They're gray. <laughs> okay. So number one, and rightfully so, is Converge, The Dusk in Us. It is one of the yeah. few records that year that I remember even listening to, yeah. that I still listen to. Um, yeah. Yeah, it had that really cool... Um, Chrome color. Holographic. Yeah, holographic chrome sort of cover on vinyl. That was a good record. Like I, I remember listening to it and being like, "This is really good for like their." Also, it's like their tenth album or something like that, and it's still fresh. Like it's still, I don't know. It was just a great it's record. Not as good as all we love, we leave behind. But I like it better than Axe to Fall. Yeah. I don't mm, feel that, like talking that about I, very much else on this list. <laughs> There's that Idols record. It's I think that's a retroactive uh, rating because the Idols record that came out in 2018 was really popular. Uh, so I think that's why this one's so high up there. Because I, even I haven't listened to this one, and I loved the last one. Uh, there's fucking Sex Criminal at number four. Ugh. Yeah, brand new science fiction. Let's move past. Why it. are you Why are you people rating him so high still? Oh, oh, oh I mean, uh, there's. We looked. We already did this. We looked at the 2017, the general charts, and we noticed so many, so many bands that are canceled. Yeah. In like the top. Yeah. 40. Yeah. There's that sorority noise record number 18. That dude got canceled. Um, but uh, yeah. let's talk about something better. There's that Mac Tavers game yeah. record came out number 30 on here. That Incendia record was really good. Thousand Mile Stare. That Drab Majesty record's really good. It's like a dark wave album, but like the good kind of dark wave, like lots of synths and pulsing beats and super new ordery. Oh man, Dry Jacket? Weren't they like a, a hum type space rock band? There's our good buddies, That Art is Murder. <clears throat> they didn't rip off Most Precious Blood for that album cover. There's, I'm on the second page. The only thing that jumps out to me <laughs> worth mentioning is uh, Iron Sheik. Oh, right. That was like my number one in 2017, and if that that shows you, <laughs> that and the low tom record were like one and two for me. Yeah, and I probably like that low tom record more. Yeah, now I did, I did then, but yeah. Um, God, hard girls floating shit. now. There's there's another good one. Yeah, that's the one on that page. <laughs> <laughs> that chastity belt record's pretty good. There's, it's not amazing, but it's notable. Survival pop. By Warriors. Warriors. Uh, that Piss Jeans record, Why Love Now, is alright. There's that Sincere Engineer record. Hey, that was a That's great a one. really good one. Should be way higher. I'm surprised it hasn't been bumped up retroactively, because they've gotten pretty big. Yeah. There's... God, we're reaching and we can't find anything. So we were talking about this beforehand. Was 2017 so bad because it was the first full year of the Trump administration and nobody wanted to make music? Yeah. I remember that year being It's awful. just all these records that came out in 2017 were already written. 
You know? Yeah. They had to have been written already. Well, not all of them. Most of them. I don't know how many bands have that good of a turnaround time where they can write a record, record it, and get it released within a year. True. God, there's just... And so many gray covers. Yeah, I don't know. We've said it before, but anyone saying that Trump was going to be good for punk is just a clueless old guy. (laughs) (laughs) They're remembering the Bush administration too fondly. Yeah, well, the Bush administration wasn't even that good for punk. No, you got American idiot. We got metalcore. (laughs) Uh, Well, I hit our album for the episode. Um, yeah, the only other things that jump out to me that I passed was, uh, Open City, there's, uh, Wayland Storm's record, there's... Yeah. There's that Waxahachie record. Yeah, from that should be higher, right? I'm, yeah, I'm really surprised that's not in the top 40. Um... Rick D's weekly top 40. But I think that, uh... Um, that, that really hits all the... <laughs> there's <laughs> not All shit. the bases. There's no, there's no discernible trends. I mean, no. it's it's I mean, what's popular now, yeah. really. I mean, you have your punk, your your evergreen punk rock, late two thousands punk rock sound. You know, fest bands. Um, you still have a little Midwest emo going on. And you've got some dream pop, shoegazy type indie rock stuff, and not much else. Hard hardcore, yeah. the heavy stuff that yeah. You know, it has its own trends. Right. But, well, our one album for today. Yeah. So we got number 217 on the album charts, and it is Hot Water Music and Light It Up. See, I did it the way Chuck would do it. Yeah. No, you didn't try singing well enough, but really can't. <laughs> so we're we're going for it already. <laughs> All right. Basics out of the way. I want music from Gainesville, Florida. Formed in 1993. This record was released on Rise Records, which always weirded me out. So, like, at the time, Rise was known for like mall core and like warp tour shit yeah, when they signed to rise yeah it was like devil yeah. wears prada and dance gavin yeah. dance and mayday parade <laughs> but then they did they signed howard to music and then polar bear club and seven seconds even yeah and and then 
they released, uh, they reissued like the first three piebald records on yeah. vinyl in that box set. So I was like, weird. I don't, I guess Rise was like, oh, Malcor's not going to last forever. But I'm still sure they put that kind of stuff out today. They're just a little more diverse with uh, their releases, which we kid ourselves, but even like the type of punk we like, fest punk, like hot water music, it's just as clowny as uh, <laughs> a lot of mallcore bands. <laughs> is it though? Uh, the costume is a beard, uh, a, a hat, uh, cans of a PBR, PBR. Uh, yeah. black t-shirts. I still feel like there's some earnesty. Yeah, yeah. Like... It's a, know it's what I mean? a car. <laughs> you know the word earnesty has been ruined for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I know what our clip is. <laughs> Ernest goes to fest. <laughs> that is that is my Halloween costume this year. I am oh, going blue, as fucking earnest. Blue vest, gray t-shirt. Fest wasted hat or fested hat flipped up. Uh. <laughs> know what I mean, Bert? Know what I mean? I make a goofy uh. face the whole time. <laughs> and then you do that like mock uh, documentarian voice he would always do. The the fest you gotta, goer you gotta, is known. You got to carry around a, a PBR and hold it up like you're doing a commercial. I'm doing a mellow yellow commercial. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. <laughs> oh, be on the lookout for a, a blue vest this year. <laughs> I've never, I have never wanted to dress up for Halloween so badly. <laughs> Ernest goes to fest. Oh man. Well. Mm. <laughs> so the personnel on this album. Let's do that real quick because that's the last major thing we haven't touched on. Um. It's like every Hot Water Music album. It's Chuck Reagan and Chris Wallard on guitar and vocals, Jason Black on vase, bass, on the vase, and uh, George Rebello on drums. Just smashing vases. <laughs> the album was produced by the band, which was interesting. Maybe why the album doesn't sound that good. <laughs> well, did they record it? That's what they said. I mean, they probably had somebody else mix it, but and they probably had an engineer. So. You asked me something, or right, right. Yeah. You said you thought that we may have differing opinions on the last half of this record. That we would agree right. on the first half. And I listened to it, wondering, listened to the whole album, wondering what you <laughs> meant by that, because it <laughs> okay. didn't jump I mean, out. It wasn't. It wasn't a clear <laughs> black and white like first half, last half distinction. Okay, well, what did you think of the first half? Because I know what you're going to say about that. I thought it was hit or miss. Oh, God, I was wrong. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hated the first I, half. I thought the whole thing was bad. I thought that, honestly, I thought the whole album was hit or miss. I thought it well, was the worst Hot Water Music album. And not even ever. not even hit. I, hit is too strong of <laughs> a word. Yeah. More like... Shit. <laughs> more like kind of you know putting someone on a i can't even do a baseball metaphor like i'm struggling to, <laughs> to well let me try to think of a good uh fishing metaphor then just like uh you reeled a couple in <laughs> but <laughs> they were little fries <laughs> so the the okay the first song eh 
It's not great. What was the first song? It's um. Complicated. My I, the note I wrote for that was this sounds like butt rock, and what is wrong with Chuck's voice? Um, <laughs> yeah, my first note was Chuck's melodies are all the same now. Um, <laughs> this sounded. I don't want to do the track by track. Uh, I do want to say though that the very next song, "Light It Up," was bad. It was like an LA 80s LA punk song almost. A youth brigade song or something. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying like, to do. It was weird. It was this weird like skate punk song almost. Yeah, which they did that on another track on the they album did. as well. And I wanted to say Vultures. that <laughs> immediately following the two worst tracks, I think were two of the best tracks. Which two were the worst? And it was Lighted Up and Vultures. They were the weird oh, songs. Right. And then they were immediately followed by pretty good, anthemic, you know, classic middle period hot water music. Well, I did write for the track right after Lighted Up, Show Your Face. I wrote that it was anthemic and boring. <laughs> and I... I didn't like that one. <laughs> I wondered... I wondered, well, do I like this more because at least it's better than the song right before it all right is it was it a by comparison see this is my wondering so what did you think of the second half of the album post vultures post vultures i thought it was more consistent that's my thought well i thought the second half of the album was so uh, when here's my original thought i thought the a side or the first half was a mess just the whole thing, it's all over the place. It's all these different styles of music that isn't really them. There's like two songs that sound kind of like Alkaline Trio. I was like, that's weird, but oh, I'd rather listen to this than light it up. But then I thought the second half of the album was the hot water music sound that everyone like knows and loves. And I thought that if the entire album had sounded like the second half of the album, it would be considered still probably the weakest hot water music album but would have been more comparable just thought to, of to exister yeah. yeah like exister actually i kind of liked exister more than knew what's next or even caution because it felt sort of just like a chuck reagan plugged in type album so okay and that's what i was expecting the last half of the record to sound like because of your question, mm-hmm. I was like, well, what did, what did they just do? Like a Chuck Reagan, like electric for the last half or something? Like, that's what I was hoping they, for almost. They should have done um, that. I mean, the second half just felt like, I felt like I noticed Jason's bass playing 
more on the second half of the album than the first half. Like that real warm, rubbery tone that he has. I couldn't tell you what he was playing on the first half of the album. I don't know, just, I hated every second of that first half of the album. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't have a really strong feeling about it. The record just sounds weird. See, I was going to say that too. Does it sound, like, really thin or quiet to you? Well, so the guitars sound, and, like, the guitars and drums generally sound fine, but the way the vocals are mixed is, are really weird, because Chuck's voice is really high in the mix on a lot Mm -hmm. of songs, and I don't know if it's just the if it's just like the mic they're using or the EQ that they're doing on his voice or just like the complete lack of reverb, but his voice is just dry and like hoarse and really not appealing on a lot of these songs. And I feel like if they would just carve out some of that high end in his voice, tame it a little bit, there's just this like, It's like this one frequency band (laughs) that just cuts through my brain (laughs) with his with his vocals on this record and just dampen it up with a little bit of reverb and it would sound much better because the thing is, I don't mind his blown out shouted too much. But now he tries to sing, sing. See, uh, see, that's my issue with him now is I like the blown out part because that's what Howard Howard music started with a as a band who sounded like their lead singers both had blown their voices out. But now he's trying to sing too hard and like throwing in vibrato. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, that's why I don't really like his solo music. The vibrato on this record is egregious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he wants to be Springsteen. It is a little too much, a little too much vibrato. He can do it. Like it's technically correct, but it's, it's right. used in places that a punk band doesn't need vibrato. The verse. And it's <laughs> I don't mind it on his solo stuff. I kind of enjoy his solo stuff more than the newer hot water music stuff. That because it at least kind of feels like the gun shy or something, you know, kind of just like a gruff punk vocalist mm-hmm. doing acoustic music or semi acoustic music. Americana, really. Yeah. For me, I wish they hadn't recorded this album. I don't know, was it just them going, well, we need some more money? Because I don't think that's the case, because Chuck makes plenty of money doing solo stuff. Maybe maybe Chris needs the money. He has some health issues, and that's like he doesn't tour with the band anymore. I'm sure they um, really just wanted to make a record, and I just... Yeah. Well, okay, here's what it is. They wanted to make a record, but they were also like, well, I don't want to make a record like the ones we just put out solo because Chuck had put out a solo record and Chris had done The Ship Thieves, which sounds more like Hot Water Music than this album. Um, and The Draft, didn't they do an album not that long ago too? Yeah, I think so. So I think they were just like, let's do a new album, but let's not do what we've been doing. So they were like, well, what what do you have? And they're like, well, I got this weird LA punk, skate punk <laughs> riff we could use. It's like, well, I can rip off some Alkaline Trio. <laughs> Waking up 
on four tracks according to one review i read but he sounded exactly like chris if he did or he sounded exactly like chuck if he did so i felt like the songs that chris was singing the ones that seemed like they were probably his songs were the songs where the vocals were mixed way too low yeah yeah that's my thinking too. and there was there was another mixing weird production decision the background vocals are too wet I don't know what that means. Just too much reverb. (laughs) Like, they just come in like a ghost. Ooing. (laughs) Like... That's probably Kevin Seconds. He does backup vocals on the album. Like, these ghost background vocals and... And... (laughs) Chuck needs a glass of water. (laughs) Chuck. Yeah. (laughs) Chris sounds... His... Chris always had the rougher sounding vocals, and I always preferred them. Like, they were, like, the drier sounding vocals. But there's a couple tracks on here, which I think are his, that are just like, what? what is happening? Like, oh my god, stop doing that. You sound like you're hurting yourself. <laughs> just, oh, I don't know. I think those are his his songs. Which he didn't sound like that on the Ship These albums, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I need to listen to those Ship Thieves records. Because if they sound more like uh, hot water music, then I probably would The hot water music that I like, I would probably enjoy them more, but... Ooh, don't listen to the first two. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're boring, but listen to the last one because it sounds like a draft record, basically, which sounds like a Hot Water Music album. God, they made so many. Co- they made, they pressed 12,500 copies of this record. So, what? That's so What many. is the deal with the Hot Water Music fan base? Oh, they're, they're brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so like insidious uh they're they're lacing the pbrs it because i i have a feeling that you and i are hot water music outliers like we're not core hot water music fans because if you look at their 
this yeah if you look at their discography i don't ever really listen to anything past no division semi-regularly no division flight and a crash has the moments um i don't listen to anything after i don't listen to anything after flight and a crash i don't listen to caution or new West next or exister or this record and i don't listen to flight and a crash very often no Div- i think i listen to the first two songs on caution and that's it <laughs> i need a remedy and <laughs> i hate this place play trusty chords <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, knew what next though. Uh, I, ooh, what was that? Sound like they were trying Food to fighters. Be the Strokes, yeah. <laughs> the Vines, and I. Yeah, I can't say I actually listened to Exister. It, it was fine. It just is boring. Yeah, I know we're weird. I do think we're weirdos in the Hot Water Music fan base. Uh, most, I think, Flight and Crash and Caution were most people's gateway. To Hot Those Water are the music. Epitaph records. I mean, yeah. And so those people like those records because they're the first ones they heard and they can retroact, they can go backwards, listen to the old stuff and like it too. But I think people who only like the early stuff can't go forward. Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm not going to say it's a sellout thing because Howard Music didn't sell out. There's nothing to sell out to. Um, but once they stop singing over top of each other is when I stop paying attention to Howard Music. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. And I was looking at reviews, and every single review for this album I found were glowing, super positive reviews about, they're that's, back! That's the, was, that's the other thing, is there doesn't seem to even be a strong, like, a, the average editorial opinion is, these these records are great. They're a great band. They're great. Yeah. And they're not. No. And it's not that they're bad. No. Well, this one is. I don't even know that I would say this record's bad, other than those two songs. I would say they're average. Uh, yeah. Unremarkable. Definitely. And I know people are going to be mad at us for this episode, because Hot Water Music are, like, fest And I know they're beloved. And, like, and for yeah. those classic records, yeah, they should be. Yeah. But... They've released so many albums that I don't care about that anytime they're ever announced to playing like Fest or doing big tours, I'm not excited because they don't play anything before Flight in a Crash yeah. live yeah. anymore, which is bullshit. That's five albums that you're disregarding. Well, they're doing No Division. And yeah, I feel like for those wasn't shows. Wasn't there another one? And they're doing Caution and No Division for those, those shows. Yeah. But even... I've, Anytime I've seen them, they don't play anything off of No Division. Yeah, I've. It's just weird. I really for, only to seen them to... in passing at Fest, just kind of like outdoors, and it was just like I didn't recognize any of the songs they were playing. Yeah, yeah. I saw them at Crazy Fest. Like I watched that entire set, and I've seen them in passing at Fest. And then Grant, who we had on the show, he went and watched their entire set, like in the front row one year at Fest. And was so mad they didn't. They only played like one song before from before caution. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know why. Is it too hard? I mean, like, are those songs? I don't know. You think that would just be second nature though? They'd written them years ago, and they'd been playing them forever. Unless they were just like, oh, I hate playing I'm these sure songs. Like I'm sure their tastes have yeah, changed, and they just it. don't like those songs anymore. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. And this record, Jason Black and George Rebello don't even stand out. And I've always thought of them as being like, at least the bass and drums are like really good. Mm-hmm. I noticed Jason's bass playing on the second half of the album. It's got his bouncy style of, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're in the minority when it comes to yeah horror, horror music. But I don't know. I looked at the Rate Your Music reviews for this album, and they weren't glowing. They were actually right down the middle. Like, they were just, like, mediocre or, you know, not as good as the old stuff. So I don't understand why music journalists are refusing to rate it properly. Though, looking at this one, it does have a 3.06 on on there. It is the second lowest rated, and the only one lower is by (sighs) 0.01 points, and it's Finding the Rhythms, which is an EP compilation. Granted, that might be my favorite horror music stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's wrong. Finding the Rhythms is great. So that tells you what kind of horror music fan I am. Uh, Only the first two EPs. The highest rated one is, that's weird, is the BYO split (laughs) with uh, Leatherface. And I'm wondering, is Leatherface carrying that? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, as far as their actual albums, the highest rated one is Forever and Counting, which is, I think, accurate. Because that is my favorite horror music. Yeah. Well, that's the one I would say. Forever and Counting. Forever and Counting is the one I would say is the objectively the best album. Not necessarily the personal favorite, but... But these scores, Caution is a 3.59. It's just as close. Flight and Crash is 3.55. That's not until you get new what's next to the scores start to go down. So, okay. I guess... Hmm. Are So does that mean the only people actually writing reviews for Hot Water Music are just fans? Super fans? It's possible. Because yeah. the one I read gave it like a four and a half stars. I was like, what? No. It was like the Punk News review. And, like, the all-music review was really high. It was just weird. Yeah, I don't know. This is not This is not an album I'm going to come back to. No. The only reason why we did is because we drew it. I mean, <laughs> for as much as I didn't, like, hate it, yeah, it, it really didn't leave me with anything that I would come back to. If someone, if I were hanging out with someone, and this is purely hypothetical because I don't even know who would do this, <laughs> but if I was hanging out with someone who was like, oh, this is not our music, and they put this album on, like, I wouldn't say no. I'd be like, <laughs> if that's the album you want to listen to, I, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but I honestly don't even I'd give it like a 2.5, 2.75. I was going to say 2.75. Yeah, that feels fair. Just below average. Yeah, I do think it's their worst album. Yeah, sorry, Hot Water Music fans. Well, okay. <laughs> if you loved this album, tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please tell us why. I'd be willing to listen to a and reason. And, like, I don't want to... And then, yeah, like, I don't mean that in a condescending way. Like, give your reasons because you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> I'll wait for like my... I, I'll wait for my re- response. <laughs> I want to tell you why you're wrong. Like, no. I, no. I'm, I'm really genuinely curious to know... Is it just kind of like it's serviceable? Was it just nostalgic for you to have a new Hot Water Music album in 2017? Because um, it had been a while, right? Because Exister had come out in 2012. Yeah, yeah it was so, a like, really it, long time. It had been a while. 
And even before that, it's 2004. So, is that it? I mean, I could, I would actually would understand that more than anything. And I know music is completely subjective, too. It's subjective art form. Um, yeah, I just want to know, are there any songs on this record that mean something to you? There were, there were some sort of... I want to say the only song on this album that seemed important was Sympathizer. Because it seemed to be political. Um, and it seemed to be in a pretty broad way pointed at the Trump presidency and, or yeah. Yeah. I didn't look at lyrics this time around. Just just based on Uh, what I heard of the lyrics. Yeah. The only song I, I thought the song overload was probably my favorite on the album and it's on the second half of the album, but mainly because it sounded the most like a hot water music song. Yeah. 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 Oh God. We've been recording a while. Let's, uh, well, I have even less good feelings about the EP, so let's, um, I guess yeah. we'll move forward. All right, so we got number 75 on the EP list, and it is Balance and Composure, Slow Heart. I put it on as I was coming home from work today because I hadn't listened to it yet. <laughs> it's okay. It was right. only three songs. Um, and I immediately lost focus. <laughs> like I started to pull out of the parking lot and I was like, what am I listening to? <laughs> Holy crap. You, you came to when you got home? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it finished before I made it home. So then I just skimmed through hot water music again. But <clears throat> I... I had to keep turning the volume up. <laughs> like I wasn't turning the volume back down. Like I would turn it up and then I would just kind of zone out on it. And then I would just like turn it up a little more. Try it. What is it? What does this sound like? <laughs> I know what it sounds like. It sounds like Christian rock from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's run through some basics. Balance and composure from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. McPoyles formed in 2007. This was released on Vagrant Records, which I did not realize were still a label, uh, as a Record Store Day release. Um, why? Um, 
But the personnel is John Simmons on guitar and vocals, Andy Slaymaker and Eric Peterson on guitars, Matt Warner on bass, and Bailey Van Ellis on drums. <sighs> There's no edge to this yeah. rock. There EP. is. This is not a punk EP. It should no. not be on those charts. This is alternative rock. Mm-hmm. It is it, some of the most mind-numbingly bland <laughs> alternative rock I have heard in a long time. Yeah. it was. It's just low energy. Like, there's nothing to it. Like you said, you had to keep turning it up, and it's... I'm sure that was just to be like, what am I listening to? Just to keep. <laughs> I remember thinking every song, I was like, I wouldn't start a song like that. <laughs> uh, there was one that started with some uh, synthy sort of breakbeat yeah. sort of that I was like, hey, that's interesting. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't that interesting. Tuned back out again. I thought that, that was, the drumming was the most interesting part of the entire band. I thought the vocals sounded like Kermit the Frog on Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they have some electronic elements. Yeah. And it's like it's like mute math electronic. It's like <laughs> cold play electronic. Mute math. Just Snow Patrol. Is it, is it Snow Patrol? <laughs> yeah, like it is. It's that simple. It's like, no, you just used an electronic drum pad to make the intro to this song. You didn't, like, program something special for it. You plugged in your Fruity Loops and <laughs> let it go. All three of these songs sound exactly the same, too. Yeah. So, a few years ago, I probably would have said I liked Balance and Composure. I wasn't a fan, but I liked the little that I'd heard. I remember liking the first two EPs. Um, I thought that their second EP, Only Boundaries, was actually pretty good. I liked their side of the Tiger's Jaw split, and I think I may even liked it more than that, the Tiger's Jaw side of the split. But then when the full length, the first full length came out, I could care less. I was done already. I don't know if it was just that a wave of emo revival had started, and I was already checked out of the sad mopey ones. Yeah. I, and they weren't twinkly. I mean, I even rem- I have. I know that I've listened to Balance and Composure before this, and I just have a blank, it's just like a blank spot in my brain of what they sounded like. Yeah. They're they're like grits without butter and salt. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna <laughs> make know. no sense <laughs> to anyone <laughs> who is not from the Southeast. Um, what's a... <laughs> it's like plain white rice. It's like eating a pancake without syrup. <laughs> it's just really filling. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Um, <laughs> it's like... You ran out of syrup and there's one pancake left. <laughs> and you just cram it down. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like... It's, just... it's like... It's like basement. <laughs> that band basement that that is also pretty much just an alt rock band now. Yeah, it's like uh new Tiger's yeah, Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I went back and I even like listened to a couple tracks off of other like their earlier stuff. And all of those are much better than this EP. So like the fur early stuff was 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 fine, good. 
<laughs> fine to good. And then uh, I listened to a little of their first album, and they were like doing that Midwest emo thing, fine. And it had like that hint of Nirvana. Because do you remember a couple years ago when all the emo bands were like and Nirvana, mm-hmm. when everyone wanted to be fucking Nirvana? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When every every post hardcore band started listening to Hum, and yeah, suddenly Basement was a grunge band, and like Seaway. Yeah. St. Hood Reps Band. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Day, Daylight, remember them? So this is this is that sound progressed in the same way that grunge progressed. And so it now it sounds into like Sonic alternative rock. Yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> it's like it's the adult contemporary alt rock, alt rock. of punk. Christ. Please do not tank our reviews. <laughs> Please stop mistaking opinion for quality of show. <laughs> so many people were very angry at our opinions. And so it was and never not... my... It was never my... It, okay. So I want to give a little bit of my personal editorial philosophy. In many... In the many years that I wrote blogs for no one to read... <laughs> <laughs> and as that progressed into me writing for other, you know, music news sites and 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 uh, magazines, websites, I never really wanted to write purely negative reviews. I never wanted to set out yeah. with like a pitchfork, shit on everything attitude. And that's not what either of us, I think, intended to do with this show. But no, it is the luck of the draw. Totally. And if I'm going to give an opinion, I'm going to give an honest one. So, yeah, I mean, like when the people in Savins messaged us about <laughs> us being a completely listenable podcast to put on in the background, 
I was like, fair. Totally fair. That's what we said about you were banned. You could throw it back at me. I mean, it's fine. If you love Balance of Composure and Howard Music, it's fine. I also want you to go listen to an episode on an album we did like, though. To get a frame of reference. Like, don't... I know the the medium of the podcast is you pick and choose what you want to listen to for the most part and most people tend to just pick the albums the episodes based on albums they've heard of or artists that they've heard of so sure but please go listen to an episode like our wild honey episode or our coliseum episode or hell the ramones we love the ramones so go listen to one of those episodes and tell us who you <laughs> know what we're talking about still so and, salty <laughs> but like but you're right i i have a I got this from a wrestling podcast. Actually, um, the there's a they ha- there's a saying that they have where people talk about how the Attitude Era was always the best era of professional wrestling, especially in the WWE. And they started saying things. They started they coined the term the Positive Attitude mm-hmm. Era, where you don't just shit on stuff just to shit on stuff, and you don't just talk about how everything else was bad. It was was better. You try and find the positive, you know, in just about any situation. Just more celebrate what you mm-hmm. like. And I love punk rock. And the albums I love the most, I celebrate very, very much. And the albums I don't like, I'm not going to lie and say I I like something when I don't. Because what would be the point in that at all? But I also don't feel like I'm n- unnecessarily shitting on something. One bad pick hmm. aside, I, that was <laughs> that was fully warranted shitting. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, in I the know. interest of saying something nice, <laughs> the musicianship is not bad. No, they're all they're all very good musicians. I do think the bass and drums are the best part of the release. Um, there are some moments where the bass kind of reminds me of like some later "Me Without You." which I don't know if that's intentional or if because they were on the same record labels at some point, but they're, and they can all, even they can all play their instruments. They can all carry a tune. You know, it's not like, I just don't like the songwriting. That's my biggest issue with it. There's nothing to, there's just nothing to really bite into. There's nothing to hook you. So joining me for my other podcast, uh, I need a fishing (laughs) pun, but (laughs) you're, uh, you could catch me out on the <laughs> lake. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. What do, what do we what do what do we give this one? Two point five because I paid even less attention to it than uh, than the Hot Water <laughs> Music album. Yeah, two point five seems pretty accurate. Yeah. Hmm. Now you see why we didn't want to talk about these albums. <laughs> you don't have anything nice to say. Yeah, I do worry. That somebody will listen to us and go, you didn't like me. Most of the time, when I do say a lot of bad stuff about albums, I don't care. I don't care if Wednesday 13 listens to our Murder Dolls episode and gets upset. <laughs> I don't care if uh, if Kosher listens to our episode <laughs> on One Bad Pig and says, mm, you got it, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well... I don't care if anybody in Flipper listens to our episode and doesn't like our opinion. Because if you look at our reviews, every member of Flipper listened to our episode and didn't like our review. <laughs> what are we doing next time? Oh, 
Oh, we ended on a downer. Um, so it was nine. Uh, we got nineteen seventy nine. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. No, we got nineteen seventy nine, and it's number twelve on the album charts, and it is Buzzcocks, a different yes, kind yes, of tension, yes. and number one fourteen on the EP charts, and it is Sudden Fun with their self titled EP. That one's kind of obscure. It's on YouTube. Um, the little bit we sampled sounded interesting, so um, I'm excited to talk about that one. All right, so please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. All our episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, we have an Instagram, a Facebook, and a Twitter. They're all at PunkLottoPod. And we have an email address, PunkLottoPod at gmail.com. Please email us if you would like a free pin or button. And uh, tell us why you liked hot water music. Anything else? I think that covers it. Yeah. Mm. I don't think we're going to get any new fans on this one. Hey, you got to get some consequences in your work. <laughs> what does what Seth W say? Me. Take yeah. some chances. <laughs> well, I'm finished. All right. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> I was going to end it with an ABBA. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, chance, chance. Stop. Hey, Vern. It sure is hot up here, Vern. I bet you'd like a cold, smooth, mellow yellow right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I just bet you would. You know, Vern, there's nothing like a good old cold, mellow yellow when you're all hot and sweaty. I think it sure beats that Mountain Dew. You know what that sound means in Russia, Vern? Empty. <laughs> ah, Vern, I, ah, 